Real quick, everyone, before we get into the podcast, just want to give a quick shout out to my client, Ryan. He started with me about three weeks ago. He trains three times per week, one-on-one with me for an hour. And the week he started with me, he got fitted for his uh, tuxedo for his sister's wedding. And then the other day, three weeks later, he went to go pick it up and he tried it on and he actually had to get his entire tux refitted. So he went from a 40 inch waist to down to a 36 pant size and from a triple XL shirt down to a double XL dress shirt. So it's pretty cool to see him get such great results in such a short amount of time. So I really hope this podcast helps and please share this with a friend or leave us a review because this could change the life of someone else. And without further ado, let's get into our pad, pod, our podcast, our podcast for today. So Danny and I are going to be wrapping up our hierarchy of CrossFit series. So if you're just joining us, please go back and listen to episodes 41, which is our nutrition foundation podcast, episode 45, which is the metabolic conditioning episode 49, which is gymnastics episode 50, which is weightlifting. And we'll be wrapping up today with sport and it all starts right now. Oh, nice. You like that? Yeah, a little intro. (laughs) Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. If you don't know me, I'm Matt Bauer, and I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and I've been coaching for 16 years. I created this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, like I said earlier, Danny and I are going to be wrapping up our hierarchy of CrossFit series. Today, we're going to be talking about sport, and this is where we'll be covering today. We're going to chat about the roots of CrossFit and kind of what the original intention of the CrossFit program was, and then we're going to move into defining what sport is. We're going to also talk about CrossFit's role in sport-specific training, and then we're going to wrap up with the sport of CrossFit. Very excited to be chatting about this one, Danny. You ready to rock and roll, buddy? Yeah, ready. All right, let's do it. All right, let's talk about just kind of give a some context. Let's talk about the roots of CrossFit. And uh, CrossFit was originally designed as a general physical preparedness program, so GPP for short. And what that means is the ability to perform well at any and every task imaginable. So, Danny, do you want to kind of give me your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, best way to think about it, right, is to be good at everything, but a master at nothing, essentially, right? So, you could have the ability to do any sport or activity, but maybe you don't have a specific um, specialty at that sport, right? So, you're not just a football player who lifts weights, or you're just a runner who does rowing and gymnastics, right? You're good at, you're an, an A minus or B plus student at everything. Right. Right. hundred percent. So B plus? <laughs> well, B plus kind of high. B plus. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty high. That's good. I give the, I give myself that ranking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, just to, I think a lot of people came into CrossFit. A lot of our listeners came into CrossFit when CrossFit became the sport. And I think it's important to note that the original intent of CrossFit was not specializing, but being ready for anything. And uh, when I first started CrossFit, it was originally really popular amongst law enforcement and military because it, it filled all the holes. Because at the time when CrossFit kind of became a disruption. Uh, we were doing like that traditional, just do bodybuilding, maybe some squats and deadlifts and bench here and there. And then we would just do cardio or aerobic work separately. Well, yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, there was no training necessarily for, I know for the military tests in general, right? 
we were just doing some random stuff around. And I know law enforcement was kind of the same way. So we needed something that could, you know, keep these guys healthy um, and in shape. And outside of, I think, Westside Barbell is the mm-hmm. only other thing I can think of that has something that, that dates back to around the same time as CrossFit for GPP. Like there's really nothing out there. Yeah. So we needed something that could, you know, if you think about it, it was a way of keeping just people in shape, right? It was giving um, variety to things that were happening. And it was like a fun way of exercising that was going to have different modalities. Now from there, it developed into a sport. It's developed into these Mm -hmm. things. But the original roots was like, that was the mindset. It was like, how can I get, you know, this 40 year old soccer mom who has shoulder problems, right? ability to get more strength overhead without having to do like traditional cable work or things that intimidate her. Yeah. We could do it this way. And that's kind of the original mindset. And it kind of grew from that. Right. Once we realized there was good apical effects to everything. Yeah. Yeah. The original intention of CrossFit really was to have that to be as well-rounded as possible and to also to expose what weaknesses you had. So that's a big reason why I started CrossFit in the first place. Because after my first CrossFit workout, I saw I had a huge deficit on doing anything that had higher reps or anything that had to do with higher intensity or bursts of energy for a sustained amount of time. And also my lung capacity or my aerobic capacity or cardio, whatever you want to call it, was horrendous. Yeah, I mean, this we could go forever about this one, but... I just feel like in the beginning, there were things that we didn't think could go together with combinations, mm-hmm. and we didn't think that needed to be together, whereas CrossFit decided. I think one of the original OG tests back in the day was like, could you like what was your front squat weight, right? Could mm-hmm. you front squat your body weight or uh, one and a half times your body weight? Oh, and could you do a five-minute L-sit? Those had to go hand-in-hand hand with one yeah. of the tests that they did, mm-hmm. and we never thought that was a big deal until we started to do it and we're like, yeah, this is way too hard. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And we realized that the, that correlation was really strong with one another. Right. I think that's like one of the most common things, but also too, it's also meant to be evo- like always evolving, mm-hmm. right? Like you're, you're never supposed to like the reason you're not a specialist necessarily is because you, if I spend a year working on gymnastics, pulling like muscle ups and chest to bars, and I only focus on that, I'm probably going to lose something on the backside. So then I'm going to have to go back and rework on it again. Like you're always evolving your GPP and getting it stronger through those other pieces. Right. Yeah. And I love how CrossFit exposed me specifically to doing things that not were only out of my comfort zone, but different movements and different styles of, of doing white things that really challenged me. And then that variety that it gave me and, uh, really helped me become such a better athlete for my sport at the time, which was baseball. And also it carried over just into everyday life because I feel like I'm, I'm so balanced when it comes to fitness, like whatever task comes at me, I feel like I'm, I'm overall, I'm pretty much prepared for it. Yeah. And that's what they were looking for, right? Like be able to, you know, not just be, have the ability to walk in and deadlift hundreds of pounds off the floor, but you know, be able to go out and run a 5k for fun with your family, right? On Turkey day. Like, you know what I mean? Like you should have the ability to do both. Do you want to do both? I don't know, but mm. you'll definitely should have the muscular and the um, flexibility to go out and do these things, right? Yeah, yeah. So at that's the end, kind yeah. of the mindset. Yeah, just have the most balanced fitness as possible yeah. between all uh, broad time and modal domains. Yeah, um, Danny, how has CrossFit specifically changed your approach to fitness? Oh man, how much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> no, CrossFit has changed a lot because. It, at least the mindset, because the one thing I, I absolutely hate is 
this is the way things are and this is the way things should always be Mm -hmm. right crossfit is always evolving even over the last like decade we've had evolution of what what we thought was really good to what we know now like in 2015 i when i first walked through the door like you know doing ring muscle ups was like the best thing you could learn to do right oh yeah and doing like 10 ring muscle if you met someone that could do 10 ring muscle ups you thought they were like the the games athletes right yeah now like doing 30 ring muscle ups in a in a class workout is very common right oh, yeah. fast forward that okay i'm not saying that everyone can do it but i mean it's a very common practice right like the evolution of the athlete is getting stronger so like with crossfit training like it's always evolving it's always changing and it leaves a lot of like areas open to your training specifically so you don't get pigeonholed into doing one boring routine every day it's always working out new routines and just when you think you have a grasp on how good you are or how good things are things change and you're like oh my god i there's some kind of combination that comes out where you're like i didn't know that was really that gonna be that hard uh my best thought is i think about the open in 2016 they did uh, i think it was like 16.1 or six no 16.2 mm-hmm. it was the clean toes to bar double under ladder right and i was really good at cleans i was okay at double unders and i was sucky at toes to bar Never thought that combination would come out until yep. it did. Until it did. <laughs> and that was the hardest workout I did at that time. And it's still one of the more challenging. I've done that workout millions of times since then, but it's still one of the most challenging workouts I think I've ever done. And I remember that combination. I was like, who put this together? Like, what? Yeah. This makes no sense. But it's one of those, it's like always evolving the combinations that we see and understanding that like, oh, we can pair these together. We should pair these together. We should do these things. So it's that's what's really fun about it as like, a working out with it and B training with it. Right. Yeah. I like what you said about the evolution too, because the, uh, last night I was coaching class and I remember, and I was coaching people through the squat clean thruster and they're, they're, they're dude, there are people putting up weights that, that were like, if you if like <laughs> yeah. what, 2011, 2010, even 2008, when I started 2007, 2008 would have been like ridiculously strong, right. like superhuman strength. And then now it's like, it's becoming normal just in your everyday gym. Yeah. Cause we're picking up on it. People are, picking up to like we're understanding how to coach technique understand skill and then how to actually cross train that right so like if you're doing a clean essentially like how can you get you stronger without having to do cleans four or five times a week right yeah. we can get these mu- like under we understand the muscle groups we're using now because we understand the cross reference of the cross training whereas before it was like you could only do this right so we're, hey we're gonna do a clean cycle where we clean four times a week that sucks. Like, mm-hmm. That used to be so boring. Yeah. But now we're like, oh, we really don't need to do that much work because it's like if we do a week of technique or I'm sorry, a day of technique in one week and then the next week we do volume, like, you know, we can always counterbalance because we're still hitting these moment, these motions regularly throughout the week, right? Yep, 100%. Well, that leads us perfectly into our, our meat and potatoes of this podcast. Um, now that we have some context, let's quickly define sport, and then we're going to get right into CrossFit's role in sport-specific training. So sport defined is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment and points. <laughs> great. <laughs> yes. That was the definition that I found. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I mean, yeah. Sport is just taking, like, essentially, it's just taking the skill, like, whatever the skill will be of anything, either as an individual or a team or some combination of therefore, 
and putting it out to test. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Really, and it's a just it's such a variety, like wide variety of things. It's all it's all encompassing, right? Yeah. And the elements of CrossFit that align with sport are observable, measurable, and repeatable. Yeah. Um, let's get into CrossFit's role in sports-specific training. So CrossFit is extremely versatile as a training program because it can develop agility, strength, balance, speed, coordination, which are uh, the baseline for the requirements for any sport as you move into um, the sports specificity of it. Well, yeah, like the reason sport is at the top of the pyramid, right? It's the final piece of the puzzle, right? Leading up to this whole point, we've been working on getting you the athlete here right mm -hmm. via nutrition and like how important that that's the base and that's the first part of things right either you have to gain muscle or lose weight or be at a, you know you have to be healthy first off right and then you got to work your way up to um the metabolic conditioning so you got to have the endurance to go out and do it right mm -hmm. you know, you're a baseball player i remember playing softball with you you know running to base right like it's a short sprint but that that's your like you know that's that's hard man running center field or being outside like yeah. that ability to have the endurance right if you have if you don't have that mm -hmm. but you have all the skills you're never going to get on the field right exactly so that's right away like we got to work on that baseline makes you just more durable too right because then, like the more conditioned i am the more i can tolerate you know those bursts over and over again right yeah like i mean i mean i played soccer for a while and you know i ran track for a long time and you know you needed to have the endurance to get on the field, right? Before you could have the skill. Like we used to have to do running drills all the time and test. So that's one piece of it. And then the next part of the, uh, the, the pendulum is like gymnastics, right? And really gymnastics is body weight and space. And if you think about that, if you talk about the agility aspect or the quick cuts or the stop and go style workouts, mm -hmm. right? That's where the gymnastics comes in. You need to strengthen your body weight in space and have control of that body weight in space, right? Yeah. It's definitely an underrated skill. It really is. That's why it's, it's, it, that's why it's above the weightlifting skill mm -hmm. because you need to have the ability and the strength to move from side to side. You know, like I know just going back to like, cause we did the softball, we had, we had an amazing softball team. You guys really missed it. The few years we I had, I think it. we won one or two games total over the course of several years. We don't need to brag, <laughs> but uh, as you go, you think about it, if I'm running bases, right? If I'm doing, a, it's not even a quick turn when you round the base. It's just having the ability to shift your weight from you know one one angle to another while adjusting. That is a sport specific workout, right? But doing pistol squats, doing air squats, doing lunges, right? Now I'm strengthening those pieces on my legs, which are still technically gymnastic pieces, right? Right. Doing oh you know, you know pull ups or overhead. Um, handstand holds right now i'm strengthening my arm for throwing and having the durability that's going to last and be safe for my athlete throughout those pieces right so that's why that part is very important yeah and a big thing that stands out to me in terms of the laying this baseline for uh to lead into sports specific training is that the functional movements that crossfit requires you to do and also the combinations and also like we said earlier when we kind of gave context earlier about uh exposing you to other realms of fitness that you weren't that you didn't really know of that kind of exposes weaknesses yeah and when you can fill those gaps and lay that general physical preparedness foundation before you move into sports specific training mm -hmm. the more you can handle your sports specific training and maximize your benefits yeah. from that sports specific training yeah i mean it doesn't have to be sports i mean the reason crossfit's so good with general you know you hear it say gpp general physical preparedness you know you are moving your body around in different aspects. Like everyday, everyday life is like that too. If you're, 
you know, if, if you just live at home, if you're at home, like I go to Costco and I buy food, right? I'm taking a box out of a cart, I'm putting it in my car, I'm taking that box out of my car, I'm carrying it into my house, I'm unloading that box. I've just did several different movements, right? If I'm severely under condition and I'm severely like weak inside my thing, that could actually be a very challenging aspect in my life, mm. right? And so we need you to train those aspects for yourself. Yeah, sure, you may not be a baseball player or a basketball player right now who needs to cut from side to side, but picking up, let's just say a Costco box that's gonna weigh about 35 to 40 pounds, right? Now I'm going low number here, mm -hmm. right? You pick that sucker up and now you're holding it close to your body and you turn sideways. You just shifted your load, you know, your load from two feet to one side. So that's essentially like rounding the bases. You've done the same kind of movement boom, it's applicable to the NBA all-star that just came in and worked out today all the way to the soccer mom who's got to go to Costco the next day, right? Like, yep. it, it's that's why it's general preparedness, right? We, it could be used for sports-specific. It could be used for everyday life, but mm -hmm. it correlates back and forth between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, you know, using CrossFit to lay that foundation first and then moving in to that specific training, let's say, like, you are an elite athlete, like a MLB play, baseball player, then, you know, CrossFit will have you will be a great like off season training for you to kind of just fill the gaps, keep you durable and get you prepared. Yeah. And then once you kind of have like somewhat of a baseline, we're not talking, you need to be an elite CrossFitter here, but CrossFit exposing you to all these different realm fitness realms. And then you can move on to more like your speed and power training. Yeah. And that's where it, it's good. To, like I would, you know, when you get to the sports side of things, right, it's good to separate the two, you know, there's CrossFit as a sport and there's the sports for CrossFit, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're talking about like, if you're an amateur player, um, high school player, a college player, a pro player, right? The reason they like to do this is because they were, you know, when you're not in season, right? And you're training for your off season or you have downtime to train, you're training this way because it's a safe way to strengthen the muscles and ligaments and the movements that patterns that you're going to be doing. So if you're yes. a thrower, right, you can't throw every day, mm -hmm. right? It's just going to, I mean, you, you probably shouldn't because you, you don't want to fatigue the shoulder that much, right? Mm -hmm. But we can do range of motion drills we can do weightlifting drills that are safe and perfective right i worked a lot with mma fighters for a few years right and i worked a lot with their training and being their strength and conditioning coach and helping advise on things like that and one of the things like watching is like you watch them do their positions you watch them go into the like throwing the punches doing their kicks you know you have to strengthen those muscles so they can get good power but you also have to like strengthen their durability because they're throwing you know in a training week you know if, if they're you know if it's mma and they're doing ufc style fighting you know, they're probably throwing like 70 to 100 kicks minimum like yeah. throughout that like through bag training through shadow box things like that we have to protect that joint and ligament so a so has power and b can still be durable enough to you know get them to the next fight right because that's their money maker mm -hmm. so we don't want to injure that as we go into some of the training aspects of it right yeah and one of the most common mistakes i see with uh younger athletes and also something that i saw specifically with myself when i was kind of getting more exposed to the weight room is that Everybody wanted to go straight into sports specific training. We're talking like agility, speed. Yeah. And then, and then, so we were skipping all these steps before when I really wish if I could go back in time that I would lay a foundation first by doing, getting my nutrition dialed in, then doing metabolic conditioning with some lifting and then lifting. I, I definitely wish that I did my compound and functional <laughs> movements earlier because that would have made my speed training and my power training that much more effective and efficient because to be honest with you, I didn't have enough muscle mass right. to even generate as much power as I should have. So I should have focused more, especially as a young athlete, I should have focused more on getting stronger, getting conditioned, getting my 
laying a foundation for my body. And then when I got older, then I should have moved straight into sports specific training. I see this all the time with parents too. When sometimes I'll get contacted by young athletes, you know, 10, 12, Mm -hmm. and they're going to want, they're like, well, I want my son or my daughter Daughter, to be faster and I want speed training. I'm like, well, and then I look at them. I'm like, well, first off, they don't have a ton of muscle. They're either really skinny or they're somewhat overweight. Like we need to build a fitness foundation first because they're so young that just by doing this stuff, we're going to set them up for success for their sports specific stuff later. Yeah. But that's a good point. Like take you, for example, you probably would have benefited from more power type movements, right? Like Mm -hmm. deadlifting or squatting hundred percent, right. Versus more dynamic movements, right? Like hang cleans or uh, like med ball slams or things like that, where you, we kind of skip, you know, and we go like into the agility drill, we go into the power things because we're like, we need more explosiveness, right? It's like you lack the muscle, content to give explosives right now so you actually exactly should take a step back and build the muscle through these other pieces yes. right and same with kids too i see a lot with kids when they come in um i'm always like well how's their coordination right they're, oh, they're fine they're kids i'm like they, they can't run a straight line i mean yeah they're fast they can run hard because mm-hmm. you're young you don't know yeah right where we could work on coordination drills first right away and then then work through at work through your power and through those things we can actually generate speed from the kids right mm-hmm. It's 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 a fine line to walk when you go into like these specifics because it's hard to tell someone to take a step back mm-hmm. and like don't do this when you've been taught to do these things yeah. and that's another issue too is some people who are working with you know these kids or you know college teams or things like that they're very stuck in a rut that they want to do yeah they're very stuck in like oh it's got to be black and white yeah. there's no gray. It's such short-term thinking too. It's like, what you know, what right. kind of training can I do right like now that will? I mean, it will benefit them, but what will benefit you in five to ten years yeah, down, I mean, your, down well, the road? I always tell people this. I was like, if I gave you five dollars right now, would that benefit you? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Zero five is better than zero. Mm-hmm. But if I said, hey, over the next like, and I just gave it to you for like the next ten days, right? But if I said, hey, over the next fifty days, I'll give you a dollar a day. Well, that is more beneficial over the long term if I could do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same as weightlifting or same as any kind of program. Yeah, there's initial inherent benefit you can get today from doing something. It's super sexy and fun. You're right, because it's better than nothing. Yes. But if I gave you the long-term process of going through it, right, you're still it's more beneficial over this long-term process if you put your mind into it. Yeah. It's the best way to think about it, like because it, it's hard to see that up front. Yeah. Right? You're like a dollar a day, that's stupid. Well, over 50 days, that's 50 bucks. That's yeah. more than five bucks. It's not that stupid. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to get that concept in your head as someone's pitching it to you right away. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's move on to... The sport of CrossFit now. Yeah. Sorry to look at my notes. Yeah. CrossFit. All right. uh, Let's dig into this now. Um, Any final thoughts you want to wrap up from using CrossFit towards other sports? No, I mean, I think that pretty much covered it. That's that's really what they mean by the sport when they put it on the top of the hierarchy was having it like that. Um, I think the next pieces will go right into the sport of CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. All right. So we're going to dive into uh, CrossFit transition from just a regular gym routine to a competitive sport. And this is where something I think that CrossFit kind of messed up <laughs> because I think that there's a general consensus consensus where some people look at the CrossFit games and they assume that that's what we do every day in just a normal CrossFit gym with just normal moms yeah. and dads which yeah. and just regular people, which we don't. And then 
unfortunately that there's, it's a blend, it's blended too much to where that's what people think that they're going to do. Cause I've had plenty of people message me and be like, well, I don't want to do CrossFit because of what I see on YouTube mm -hmm. and TV. Cause most of what you see out there on social media and on uh, YouTube or TV, whatever on ESPN is all the competitive, like, I train four hours, five, four, five, six hours a day kind of CrossFitters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, this is a slippery slope to go down here. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. There, there, there is, a, there's an aspect of sport, right? Inherently as human beings, we are competitive with one another, right? So we need to, if, if you're going to have something that's measurable and observable, it's only natural to have something that is, um, challenging and going to be competitive for everybody mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. they flipped it you know it's it's really developed and it's fun to have watched it develop over the last few years oh yeah right from the time i've started to the time it is to where it is now like oh man it's night and day but with the you know again it's a sport and what makes this so different and i think what's hard for people to grasp is like the people you see on tv that's like watching nfl players play like on Thursday yeah. or Monday night. Yeah, it's not it's they're, it's not flag football. Yeah, they're they're professional athletes who play, who got drafted, like who have the skill, ability, and wherewithal to go out and do it. Now, we get to do the same things they do, and it's good because we get to compare them. Which it's it, that's what makes things separate from other sports, right? Mm -hmm. If I watch NBA basketball and I go out and try to play pickup and I try to do some of the dunks or shots, I just don't have the skill or ability to do it. Yeah, right. It's it's just kind of the difference but the biggest thing here is that we get to do it in a very casual setting and then we can actually do it with those people right mm -hmm. like they can drop in and work out with you and it's like you're like oh my god these guys are amazing mm -hmm. right it, it's just it but it tricks us right and it, it lures us in to think i can do that well it's not so hard right they make and, it look easy right they make it look but so does like any professional yeah, player. any <laughs> professional who who dedicates their life towards a sport yeah. is going to make it look and if they don't make it look easy they wouldn't be the professional that they are yeah and like you like i mean the world series just went just went down right mm -hmm. and you're watching them throw pitches and you're like i could throw i could throw a 99 mile fastball cool that's one pitch. This guy has like 10 pitches he can throw. And yes. he can throw them all at night. <laughs> yeah. I mean? And he does this consistently and he looks, <laughs> over he looks, years. Yeah, he looks easy, right? But mm. it just but you don't hear that same thing. So that's kind of the first problem with it. And people kind of see these things on TV and they assume that you're doing kind of this, like, oh, I don't want to do that. And like, yeah, you couldn't do that. We don't want you to do that, yeah. right? Like, that's not the purpose of yes. it. It's the chaining methodology, like so. It is separate. So, like the guy, the affiliates are. We're here to preach the methodology. We're here to preach the system. We're here to help you get fit inside of it. The games is kind of our top one percent showing off of like this yeah. is the tip of the spear. Yes, yes, you could go here if you wanted to. Yeah, but it would take so much to get you there. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's kind of like uh, the Blue Angels. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't, I mean, just because you fly on an airliner to, for vacation doesn't mean you're going to turn into a blue well, angel or a NASCAR driver. I, I mean, anywhere else, like there's such a separation in anything else. But when you get out here, I mean, even powerlifting, right? Like you watch the guys at the Arnold classic, just go down and mm -hmm. you know, they're deadlifting a thousand pounds. I've never had once someone go, I could do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've all been like, that's just crazy. But yeah. you watch like, you watch the CrossFit games and you watch an event where they do like sled pushes and bring muscle ups. And you're like, I could do that. That's so easy. Yeah. That's not even hard. I'm like, cool. That's one of that's event seven on day two. And they have three more days to go. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And as someone, you know, I've competed, uh, many times, um, 
semi-professionally. I've never back made in the, the day. CrossFit Games back in back the day, in but the I day. have gone to regionals have a few gone to times. Regionals, yeah. and, Count uh, it. And I remember training all the training for it, and it's not... It's definitely something that you can't sustain for the rest of your life. It's definitely fun. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I used to love competing. I love competitive CrossFit. Yeah. And then priorities just change because life changes, right? And then, you know, everyone will eventually go down that path, even those who are competitive. Um, but the great thing was about being competitive was that it really built a huge fitness foundation for me for now later on in life. Cause now where I'm at now, it's a lot easier for me to maintain my fitness because I built such a huge base in my twenties when I was competing. Yeah. It just, it's just, you know, separates it out. Like, I mean, yeah, you could compete and competition does keep going well into people's sixties. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you, I mean, if you want it, you can go do it and you'll find things around it, but there's challenges that come out at every age group. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do feel like that's the piece of sport. The other aspect of sport that I think needs to be kind of talked about too is, you know, we look at it and there is a finite way of understanding how to read sport as we work out, right? And what I mean by that is these guys inherently can work through pacing strategies and understand when to push, when not to push. Mm -hmm. They know when to inherently hold certain strategies that they go through. They know how to do like, okay, I'm going to go unbroken on this round, but I'm actually going to break this, this movement up and they can understand this. So like, there's actually some skill to the sport of CrossFit that goes into it Mm -hmm. that could be applied down low to where we're at now. Yeah. So I do think that is part of a skill like that, that there's part of the sport thing. So like when we talk about like, sure, we're not throwing a baseball, we're not throwing a football, we're not tackling somebody, we're not having a juke side to side. Right. And I think those are aspects we think about a skill, but like, when you get to the top pyramid of sport, there are understanding your body metrics that can help you out. And I mean, is like, okay, I know I need to like, you know, pace this piece, pace that, like understand pacing and timing, mm-hmm. things like that, and when not to and, and when to, right? Or else what could happen to myself versus I'm just going head down hard as I can 24-7, right? Right. So that is one aspect of sport that we could apply back down to the, um, general population with the rest of us, right? That we look at that that's our skill base that we go through, mm-hmm. right? And then the other flip side of sport I would throw in there is like, there's a reason CrossFit says this all the time and they've said it since 2007. Mm-hmm. You should regularly play other sports and try new things. Yeah, right. 100%. That's a great point. And they always throw that piece out there and I always want to like cap that piece in there because a lot of the people that you see who are in the CrossFit games now came from somewhere else originally. Yes. We haven't, when we're just now getting to where we're, we're growing CrossFit athletes in this like last, like I think three or four years yeah. that grew up doing CrossFit and mm-hmm. like came, but most people came from a sport, yeah. right? Like football, from, baseball, yep. basketball, 100%. swimming, it, you name it. They probably came from a sport where they, and then they decided to come over and just do this sport. Like they were probably like, you know, Cole Sager was a, a really good college football player. He wasn't like amazing, but he was a really good college football player. Mm-hmm who came over and had a, and was, it uh, was even better at CrossFit. Yeah. So his transition was really easy and seamless for him. Yeah. Right. And so like he, that's a good example there. Rich Froning is kind of my example. I always go back to because he played sports a lot. He was really good at CrossFit 
and then he went back and he's really good at other sports. Yeah. So he's he's pretty fit. Yeah, I think like, he's doing like mountain biking now. He just did the Leadville 150 and yeah. finished it, which was an amazing. It's a it's one of the hardest races in the world. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see some of these OG CrossFitters yeah. starting to branch out into other sports. Like I think I saw another one do an Ironman. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but um, she completed an, uh, her first Ironman after being a games athlete for several years. I mean, it's hundreds of them, right? Like, I mean, that it's a good way to point this out, though. Like, you're coming from other sports and you're doing... So they weren't just, like, rolled in as children at three years old mm-hmm. and only doing weightlifting and only doing CrossFit. Like, they played other sports. They they messed around. They, they did other things. They actually went through... I mean, Sydney Wells was a sprinter until this last year, and now she's a full-time CrossFit athlete. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens all the time. So, I, keep that in mind. Like, it, it, you may not know where you're... you're you know, your, your niche is, you may have to take time to get there. So yeah. you, you should regularly be doing other things too, to find out different skills, different abilities, different weaknesses, and then coming back and training them in the gym. Yeah. I think that's a good place to where we can kind of wrap things up and make this our final point is to regularly learn and play new sports because that was the, that's the whole beauty of CrossFit. CrossFit is there to lay a fitness foundation. And then once you have that fitness foundation, it's time to kind of branch out and challenge yourself in other ways. Yeah. Agreed. That's Nailed awesome. It. Yeah. Nailed it right there. Uh, any final thoughts you want to wrap things up on, Danny? No. That sounds great. All righty, everybody. So do a quick summary of everything we talked about in the podcast. So first off, we talked about the roots of CrossFit and how CrossFit was originally designed as a general physical preparedness program. And that's exactly what it still is to this day. And that's what we focus on in the CrossFit affiliates and at my gym as well. Our goal here is just to give you um, a most balanced baseline of fitness as possible. And then from there, you can move on to something sports specific or start enjoying fitness realms outside of the gym and whether that be competing in CrossFit or going on a hike or just exposing yourself to something new, it's definitely a great way to stay active and keep things fresh, which is keep things fun and not boring because as we know, it's really easy to fall into a routine with fitness and the whole goal of CrossFit is to give you exposure to different fitness realms. (sighs) Danny, anything else? Nope. That sounds about a good place to, call it quits. I love it. Well, great podcast, buddy. It was great wrapping this hierarchy of CrossFit podcast series up with you. And thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review. So we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and DM your questions or content suggestions there. We're always looking for new topics until next time. Good luck. Have fun. Nailed Nailed it. it.